0: Today, I am excited to introduce you to my friend, Sabrine, who is a plant-based wellness coach. She shares with us her story of why she went plant-based and then how that led her to look holistically at all areas of her life. We talk about the seven dimensions of wellness, and specifically how in the three areas of wellness, what she calls the triad, the physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness are in balance, how these can trickle down to the four other areas of wellness. Wellness is so important to our mental and our physical health, and I know you're going to love this talk that I have with Sabreen. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement.
1: It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that.
0: So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, Go grab a spoon or fork, and let's dive in to learning more about how you can be plant forward. Hello, and welcome back to the Bowl of Life podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Sabrine, who is a plant-based wellness coach. Sabrine is dedicated to coaching women to commit to the seven dimensions of wellness and to transition to a plant-based lifestyle. So We're going to talk all about that, but first, we're going to hear her story of what brought her to a completely plant-based lifestyle in the first place. It's an amazing story, and I can't wait for you guys
1: to hear it. Sabrine, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. Thank you for having me. My name is Sabrine Zekio, and I am born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and I currently still live in Brooklyn with my 11-year-old son. I am a middle school history teacher. And I am also a plant-based wellness coach. I um, have been, I've had my foot in the vegetarian slash vegan plant-based world for most of my life. We grew up as pescatarians, mostly vegetarian, um, but we did eat dairy and eggs. I did not make the complete transition to a vegan diet until my son started having some health issues, though. Yeah. So tell us about that. Like what was going on? Well, when he was around six years old, he started to complain about ringing in his ears. And of course that is not something that should happen. That doesn't sound normal. So I eventually took him to a pediatric ENT doctor Mm. and over the course of several visits, it seemed like he was progressively getting minor hearing loss. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, so between actually the pediatric ENT and the audiologists, um, they pretty much confirmed that the hearing loss was um, increasingly getting worse. And the cause of the hearing loss was some fluid buildup behind his eardrum. Oh my
0: goodness. But they couldn't figure out like why that fluid was there?
1: Well, the doctor couldn't give me any exact reasons why, mm. but she did tell me that she has had clients in the past who focused on the diet of their child to answer some of the questions of um why their children were having some of these these health conditions. So I definitely um, wanted to take, the, to, to take control of the situation because she also told me if I did not find um, some sort of solution to this, he was eventually going to need some sort of um, surgery. Oh, wow. And that's scary to hear as a mother. Like, you're, it's like, why can't you figure this out? What? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I really don't like the whole idea of surgery. I don't think any of us do, especially when it comes to our children. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: scary. I mean, hearing is, I mean, it's just a vital part of our being.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I, I took him to the allergist. Um, but concurrently I was also, um, conducting elimination diets at the same time, trying to figure out what the culprit was.
0: Oh, now what led you down that path of thinking that you needed just um, to do an elimination diet? Was this like things you were reading
1: online or? Well, actually the interesting thing was maybe about um a couple of months earlier that year, I had actually started doing elimination diets for myself. Oh. Because I was starting to have some um, conditions where I was Um, having a lot of digestive problems, I was breaking out in hives and I could not explain it. I didn't know. So I decided to try to do the same thing that I, that I did for myself, for my child.
0: Okay. Because, because once you started kind of eliminating things, you saw like things cleared up like your hives and
1: Exactly. But I was a little reticent to kind of change the entire family diet. Interesting enough because it was just easy. It was just easy to grab the foods I knew he liked and just, you know, the, the little mozzarella sticks, things like that. Yeah, children are picky and it was easy. And I didn't really want to do the work at the time. <laughs> Interesting. Well, no, I, I totally understand. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, as a working mom, um, demanding job. I'm also a single yeah. parent. It was just one less thing I had to do or one less thing I had to think about. Um, right. But his hearing condition actually forced me to pay attention. And I eventually discovered upon doing an elimination diet that dairy, eggs, and gluten were the culprit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. essentially going... Plan based. Yes. So not only did this help with the um the ringing, as we continued to go back to the ENT, the fluid just started to disappear, and um he had a history of just a a nonstop running nose, and that disappeared as well. So Mm. I mean, it, it was just a no brainer. We had to make this transition as a family. Yeah.
0: Wow. And I really applaud you for looking at that, you know, at maybe it's our food and what's going on with that. And, you know, I always feel like that's not, you know, top of mind for doctors to start recommending that like to start changing how you eat first, you know, they're more, you know, like, Hey, let's, we're thinking about surgery or we're thinking about this medication or something like that.
1: Yes. And, um, another thing is, um, when we think about food allergies, there aren't really a lot of tests for food allergies out there. Right. So we kind of have to take a lot of the preventive care and the the um yeah, the preventative care and, and in terms of avoiding surgeries and things of that nature, we have to take a lot of that into our own hands. Yeah, that's,
0: it's so true. I mean, I recently talked with um, Lauren from Well Elephant and she had gone into the doctor and they were like, you're on the track to heart disease. You're going to have a heart attack. Start taking this medicine immediately. And she's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be on medicine like this the rest of my life. Like, there's got to be a different way. And so there, you know, again, like someone was like, wait a second, like, that's a lot of medicine my whole life like is there another way you Absolutely. know to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there is and that's you know what's amazing and so was your son like receptive of changing his diet cuz he was still pretty young then like 6 or 7 right
1: yes he was very young um he was not completely receptive i would say initially um, it took a lot of um, gentle and loving brainwashing, in terms of uh, educating him, in terms of um, also just helping him identify how he feels. Yeah, he could he he recognized that he felt a lot better. Oh wow! And it also took a lot of planning on my part, really trying to um, schedule my time more efficiently um just really becoming more well not only within how I prepare foods for, for our food for my family, but just really getting my holistic wellness together. So that was a huge component to it. And then once I did that, I had found the time to do things like make tasty meals that a picky kid would enjoy and, and make things that he would enjoy with his friends and still not feel left out.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what you said is key right there. You know, that whole like friend situation when they're Mm -hmm. young kids and they're, you know, well, they're maybe not in school classrooms right now, but you know, kids are going to be kids. They still have friends over or when they are back at school, you got people bringing in treats or Mm -hmm. you have the school lunches or, you know, like all that. And um, you want it to be Although, you know, on one hand, I think kids, um, I feel like, um, I don't know, I'll speak for my area and you can speak for yours, but I feel Mm -hmm. like kids these days are a little more knowledgeable about all the different kind of diets. Maybe they don't know everything about it, but like when my son went, went vegetarian, you know, I was amazed, like his friends were like at the school lunch table, like having conversations about what it meant to be vegan and what it meant to be plant-based and what it meant to be pescatarian. Like he's telling me all this and I'm like, these are never conversations I would have had as a kid.
1: Well, this is, this is true. It's, It's, you know, the world is changing and I would definitely say that, um, living in Brooklyn, New York, you already have a community of people that are already training or, or having their children grow up with this lifestyle. So that is going it's still the minority but just the fact that he's not the only one it definitely makes the transition easier.
0: Yeah, definitely, for sure. And what like so I know it's not it's not Brooklyn but um wasn't like the the mayor of the Bronx like he went plant based have you heard his story?
1: Oh actually that was the Brooklyn Borough President. Oh, okay. So yeah, you must yeah. be really familiar with that yeah. story. Yes, yeah, so it was the Brooklyn Borough President. And yes, he did go plant-based. He um, was able to reverse um, some of his, um, I believe he had some issues with heart disease or diabetes. I'm not sure yeah. what it was. So yes, he did. And um, he has events throughout Brooklyn sometimes, plant-based events. I haven't been to any of them yet. I'll get there eventually when the pandemic is over. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. you would be like, hey, like we're on the same team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just like, you know, stories like, your sons and even yours, I had not realized, um, you know, that you were dealing with like the hives and Mm -hmm. all of that and, and cutting things out as well. Um, it's just like stories like these just need to come more to the forefront and to let people know, like, Hey, like let's start looking at our food and what we're putting in our bodies and how that's affecting us. is so important. And I think, you know, like, I don't know, it always takes like some you know, point, you know, we were talking before we jumped on. Um, preventative is hard, you know, like that's hard for us to see. We live in the here and now, and, um, you know, it usually takes an awakening of something happening where we're like, oh, wait, like maybe, you know, I need to change something.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate that it has to get to that level. Right. Um, so
0: I think, you know, by us talking more about it and just kind of, you know, like I think it just opens more people's eyes even to go, you know, just to be thinking more of, Hey, you know, we've always been told we need to eat more vegetables. There's something to that. Absolutely. Mom was right. Oh. <laughs> and so why not just eat vegetables like all the time. Right. <laughs> and like you said, like bring the whole wellness into balance.
1: Yes. And yeah. sure, I think that's a, that's a huge key. Um, just looking at it from a holistic point of view, because I know, absolutely, when I um, made the complete transition to plant-based, I had less mental fog. I was able to think more clearly. I was able, especially, you know, during a woman's menstruation, some of those become heightened issues. Uh Um, I was able to have a lot more energy. Um, I mean, the, the pluses, the advantages were exponential. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Actually I just talked to someone who actually lives in New York City too. Um uh, she was on the podcast a few weeks ago and she mentioned that same thing when she transitioned to a plant-based lifestyle. Like she had been feeling that really grogginess. Yeah. Um, you know, and so she said, you know, that, you know, went away and she's like, It was amazing. She's like, I couldn't figure out like maybe I was just working too much. She goes mm-hmm. But then I just really started thinking, what? I'm eating too much meat. Let me bring some more veggies in my life. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned as well, and I wanted to kind of talk about this. You mentioned um the whole, like holistic wellness. And once you kind of brought that more into balance, then you were able to plan out those meals better. And suddenly you did, you know, have time to make those meals for your son and discover kind of new things that, that he might eat. Um, you know, which as parents were always, always concerned about that. Always like, what are they going to eat? Are they going to be hungry? What if yeah. they don't like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're always, well, Was it kind of discovering, um, we kind of briefly touched on that we were going to talk about the seven dimensions of wellness. Was it kind of getting um, that in order, those seven dimensions in order that kind of led to that more balance?
1: Well, I'm not going to say I had everything, you know, (laughs) just completely rolled out in the beginning, but I believe they rolled themselves out when I actually made um, a commitment. To live a more balanced life, um, so I think. Uh, well, when it, I just want to quickly just mention for maybe some of your listeners who are not familiar with it, um, yeah. seven dimensions of wellness dealt yes. with spiritual, physical, emotional, career, intellectual, environmental, and social well-being. Um, the acronym SPECIES is probably the best way to remember that. Oh yeah! Wow, I didn't even
0: realize that 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 was the acronym. That makes so hey, as species, as beings,
1: as yeah. human beings, we need more wellness. Yeah, so at least that that's a perfect way to remember. Um, so I really primarily focus on the cornerstone, the, the triad. As far as I'm concerned, is physical, emotional, and spiritual, and from those. Actually, they're all interdependent on each other, but from those, it's easier to branch out into the other ones when you just focus at least on those three. Those are like the pinnacle ones for me. So when I think of physical, I think about my diet and regular movement, exercise. Mm. When I think about emotional, I think about kindness and love, specifically kindness to myself. Mm. And when I think of spiritual, I think of gratitude and intuition.
0: Yeah, yeah, and those you know kind of cover the other things too as well, you know, kind of just thinking about it. Like when you think emotional, well social comes into that play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spiritual um definitely, you know, once you're more in tune, I think with yourself spiritually, then it kind of opens your eyes to environmental things going Absolutely. on and, and um those those sorts of things. And yeah, so I can definitely see how those are the three three triads. So, how did you go about kind of was it like baby steps that you took to kind of like get those all um, in place? I know like as Americans, we just want things overnight. And sometimes that doesn't happen
1: or that doesn't ever happen. <laughs> well, I think actually some of the hardships um that I had has helped me actually grow stronger within the seven dimensions of wellness. Um, mm. I specifically think of um when I really, really... um. Started to have or started to acquire very um, strong, intentional habits when it came to my spiritual, physical, and emotional health. Was when I was having just some very difficult times on my job um, at, at a former job that I had at the time. Mm. And in order to get through the day, I had to make sure I went through those morning rituals of prayer, of taking care of myself and my diet, so I could just easily transition to work, get through it until I could do better. Mm, wow.
0: Yeah. I know. I you, Occupations, those can weigh us down when it's a, not a good situation. You know, these things happen. <laughs> you
1: know, it's just that yeah. slow. <laughs>
0: Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so definitely having, so a morning routine was really important to you then.
1: Yes. Morning routine has definitely been very, very, very helpful in that, in that regard. And it's something that I, I just kept with me as I moved on. Yeah. You know, as I moved on from to greener pastures, I've definitely kept morning routine with me and, um, yeah. And it, it and it just helps, you figure some of these things out, whether it comes, to, whether whether it is your career, whether it is your social network. So if if you're having, let's say, maybe feeling unfulfilled in your social life, you continue with these these routines. You take care of your body, you take care of your 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 mental state. Um, you show gratitude. You listen to some of your innermost thoughts and eventually some of these answers will, will be revealed to you. And I, and I think that this is just complete wellness all around. Um, when you feed your body well, you tend to have more clarity of thought. Mm,
0: that's so true. Oh, so true. It's like feed your body well. And then that's going to, um, you know, cause our mind is consumed a lot with thoughts of, you know, food you know like you gotta eat food to to live um you know and uh we always say did i eat enough did i eat good enough you know those type of things but like you said like maybe just starting the day off with the right intentions with the right mindset the right gratitude i recently had um Holly from Pink Gratitude on the podcast. Um, she's an autoimmune survivor, breast cancer survivor. And she said, you know, it's as simple as in the morning, say five things you're grateful for, and at night, say five things you're grateful for.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the beginning. That's definitely a beginning. Um, gratitude, and I, I believe, is just so important to just help put things in perspective. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure.
0: For sure. And, you know, like you said, then it kind of trickles down to our other places as well in our life you know um so we mentioned the like the triad the the um emotional the physical the spiritual would you consider like kind of those are more important or they kind of all carry equal weight all the dimensions
1: um I wouldn't necessarily say any of them are more important than the than the other um I just think they branch out into the other categories because I believe all of them are are interdependent actually um, and yeah that that's that's kind of how I feel about it I, I think that part of um, intellectual well-being is listening to some of the things that your your intuition is telling you to, to go to, like listening to some of the the knowledge that your intuition is telling you to go towards. So mm-hmm. I in terms of even your career, occupational wellness, um, what makes you happy? What feeds your emotional well being? Yeah, that's oh my gosh, it's so
0: true. Like, wow, yeah. So I love that interdependent that you use that word. Like these aren't standalone things. Absolutely like not. I think when we say wellness, people automatically think physical. Yeah. And um it's so much more than that. Like you said, you know, it's all these things. It's the whole species. You know? Yeah. We we are a human being species. Like we need all of these things to to make it up. And I, I know for myself, like I recently, um, just left a job that didn't, um wasn't kind of just meeting my needs anymore. I kind of, um, had limited my growth there and but it was it was bringing me down for about a year and a half like I would just go into meetings with a like riff on my shoulder like because I knew it wasn't the right place to be and it was just like affecting a lot of other things in my life and um you know so it's definitely all these things like you said like come into play when you're thinking about wellness yes
1: and very, very important. I just want to just add on that whole emotional thing. Just yeah. be very kind to yourself because I think mm. that's something that we often forget. We're gonna make mistakes but but be careful how we speak to ourselves. Oh yeah, that
0: internal voice is huge, right? Yes yes yes, yes. can
1: it, it, be, it can be it can be not so nice most of the time. <laughs> yes, that's why we have to pay so much attention to it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like I just had just, it so affects
0: us the, um, you know, that just mental train of thoughts. Like I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not a speaker. I, I don't have the right words. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not, you know, it's actually, um, a week ago, yeah, gosh, I'm like it was only a week ago. Um, my daughter and her cousins did this kind of online event called True Girl. And mm-hmm. they talked a lot about that, which I was really happy to hear them talking about, kind of that inner voice that kind of speaks
1: to us. Um Wow, that's and, pretty radical for a young young girl.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, it just it was really not, you know, like she was bringing up some things like, have you ever thought this at, you know, school or around your friends or at a sleepover? And, you know, and she was kind of using her own life as an example as well. And it, you know, it kind of like made me, you know, and it just made us have some good discussions with these young girls, you know, they're younger, they're elementary aged. um, So, you know, I'm sure some of it was going over their head, but, you know, it's like those things carry on. Like I, I told them, I was like, girls, I was like, you remember how she talked about like, do you ever say like, oh, I'm not any good at like math or, you know, I just am stupid. I don't know this. I was like, I still remember from grade school and I went to this, you know, Christian grade school but like, and this was actually a positive thing, but it stuck in my mind. And I knew it would stick with the girls. I was like, a teacher had gave me a button that said smart kid. I think I had done something good in class. And then another teacher thought all day that it said stupid kid. And she's like, oh, why did someone give me <laughs> <laughs> But for some reason that stuck in my mind, you know, like, I don't even know why we were giving out buttons that said that. <laughs> oh, boy. I know, right? So it's like these, <laughs> these stories that we tell
1: ourselves can
0: carry on the rest of our lives.
1: Yeah, but that that's very, very impressive that at such a young age they're actually listening to those thoughts because that's the that's the start. That's how you start, and that's how you can actually start feeding yourself better thoughts if you're actually um, cognizant of what you are feeding yourself.
0: Yeah, that's so, so true. Um, So how do we go about, like, I know we're, we're kind of talking about this train of thoughts and like, is it just doing that kind of gratitude mindset practice that kind of helps rebalance those emotions in place? Because we're all going to get to a point in life and like, yes, things are going to happen, you know, like in our past life, you know, they're going to be carried on from being teenagers, from being adults, like or from being young kids, like things just happen, you know, Mm -hmm. they get sad. Um, so how can we go about like as an adult, like to kind of change those?
1: As an adult, well, just paying attention to that and, and paying attention to those thoughts, I believe are extremely important because if you are able to identify the emotions that you are having, then you come you you have a fighting chance to combat it. If you have no idea where this is coming from, I'm not sure if you have a fighting chance. Right. So yeah, you know, that that's how I see it. So I, I try to really pay very, very close attention to my thoughts and, and I make it a practice because throughout the course of the day, sometimes we just get so caught up In our our day-to-day activities, that if you don't really stop and take a look back and take a look at what you're doing and what you plan to do and what you intend to do and how you're actually communicating with yourself, then you just get caught up. And that also is going to tie into your diet as well because so many issues that people have around food and why they go to some of the most unhealthy foods are tied into their emotional state.
0: That's true. Yeah. I just had um, Katie Gill, who is actually, um, we know each other just so listeners know, we know each other because we're in this mastermind yeah. coaching group together. <laughs> and Katie was just on the podcast talking about that. She's in our group as well. And um, talking about that emotional eating.
1: Yeah, I and like that.
0: yeah, was it I mean mm-hmm. that was great, but it's like we need to be talking about that more, right? Well, you know?
1: Really true. So much of if you really talk to people in terms of how they they um just got to the point of not having any control over their diet whatsoever when at one time they did, they just lost touch with what was going on in their head and in their heart they just
0: completely became numb to it yeah wow yeah you're so right like we yeah just become numb to what's going on emotionally and we try to kind of maybe drown that out Mm -hmm. because we don't even know how to get maybe in touch with our emotions um you know we haven't taken the time to really even figure that out like you know to even put in simplest terms like maybe you're mad about a certain situation or something and you don't even realize that the reason you're mad is because, um, let's use the pandemic as an as an example here, because you've been cooped up in your house. You haven't been talking to people and, you know, like it's just all these other things and you're getting mad at this one thing, but then it's like, well, this has been built up because of these other things.
1: <laughs> yes, So True. So, so true. it's it's just so important for us to really just stay, stay aware of um our relationship with ourselves. Well, do you hear, yeah. do you hear about the background of downtown Brooklyn?
0: I do. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I live, yeah. I live,
1: yes. I live dead smack in the middle of, of downtown Brooklyn. So yes, you're going to hear some of these things. Sorry.
0: Yeah. No, no. That makes the emotions go right. Like when you hear a siren, <laughs> You know, like speaking, speaking of, maybe you're like, maybe you are used to that. Like I know out here, I live pretty rural. And like when we hear a siren, we're like, Oh, you know, like, our, oh, wow. Our...
1: oh, wow. You, you, you your children would probably not even be able to have a, a, a good night's sleep here. <laughs> I know. Funny enough, they have to sleep with the fan
0: because it's too quiet. Oh wow! Really? <laughs> I know, right? So uh, that's just, that's an interesting thing. But um, you know, we always think like, oh my gosh, I hope nothing's wrong. Like barn's not on fire or something around <laughs> us, that could be very detrimental to a, fa- a farmer. <sighs> Definitely things we think about. So when there's seven dimensions, so. We talked about like three of them are pretty key. All the dimensions are interdependent on each other. So if we have one of them figured out like really well, say we are like, okay, I've got my my eating under control, for example. Like, um, let's use plant-based. I want plant-based, I'm feeling great. So I have that nailed. I have kind of this this physical nailed. I'm getting enough sleep. I'm doing some movement. Yeah. But maybe your other ones aren't figured out. Are are you just like really
1: out of balance at that point, or is there hope? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're completely out of balance because the fact of the matter is there there are many things that are components of these dimensions that are not completely under our control. Mm. Um, we do not have a lot or a ton of control of, um, when it comes to a lot of the decisions that are made about our environment. Let's let's face it. I mean, there are many powerful people in many boardrooms across the world that make these decisions and they don't invite us. (laughs) So, you know, um, but does that mean that you cannot be an example of environmental stewardship in your household or your community? No. Mm. So you, you, it's about doing what you can and releasing control over of things that you really just cannot control because we, we as, as individuals, we cannot control everything. And the seven dimensions of wellness is more about the relationship you have with yourself as an individual More than um it it, much more so than the relationship you have with the outside world. Of course, when you're coming into the outside world feeling whole, you can contribute greatly. Mm. But we have to have some sort of foundation of wellness within ourselves first. Wow. Yeah, I think it is wow. That was so
0: key what you said just there. You have to have that figured out first and then you can go and contribute so much more to the world. And I think, you know, that is what pe- gets maybe people down a lot is because they don't have that figured out and they feel like they aren't contributing. Because we all want to leave a footprint mm-hmm. as, you know, per se on us. We want to feel good about giving back to society and, you know, contributing our part. Um And when you figure those things out, those seven dimensions, even if you don't have them figured out all the way, right? (laughs) It's
1: not about perfection because remember perfection is um, not kind. Perfection is is not kind because no one is perfect. It's unattainable and and part of emotional wellness is being kind. None of us are perfect.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. So that is so important to that. Be kind to ourselves and, I know, I think, I think even as women, like we are maybe even more so unkind to ourselves internally, you know, okay. I don't think any of us are going over and telling people like, well, I told myself I was a screw up. Today. <laughs> <But> like, <it. laughs> Yeah. Internally we're saying that though. Like, you know, like, oh my gosh, my kids didn't eat perfect today. My house is a mess. My, my zoom call with my boss went awful, you know, or I totally was a failure in that meeting, you know, these are constant thoughts that are bombarding us.
1: so true. And even, even me, even though I'm cognizant of, you know, these seven dimensions of wellness, I find myself going into these traps of, you know, this negative self-talk here and there. And I have to, and this is why the whole idea of intentional routines, I believe are so key. I have to reset. I, Mm. I have to reset myself. And hey, wait a second! It's that's not a kind way to speak to yourself. Would you speak to your best friend that way? Mm. So, is it just kind of that pause, that pause that you take, and then kind of unpacking that those thoughts? Well, I believe that's important, but I do kind of have like a morning ritual of of wellness mm-hmm. as well. Yes,
0: yeah, it's kind of just sets that sets the day as you as you mentioned, and yes. kind of can bring that day more in, into balance and. Yeah. Like you said, though, just to be, be kind and that can be hard, you know, when we're going on our phones, scrolling through things, seeing pictures of, of things, you know, p- beautiful people, beautiful places, people we think have it together, but we don't see, you know, beyond the, yes. the you know, beyond the square image type mm-hmm. of thing. <laughs> exactly. That can be so hard. And I think, you know, just being kind and, uh, Just being an advocate for ourselves and listening to our intuition. You know, like if you had not listened to to kind of bring this full circle, if you had not listened to your intuition for the elimination diet with your son, right? Like that might have
1: turned into a totally different outcome. Yeah, he probably would have needed the surgery. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't even say probably. He would have needed the surgery. Yeah, so it's just
0: like... Getting back
1: to that place of following oh, that intuition. It's very true. And, and and as far as I was concerned, the surgery was a band aid for yeah. a wound that wasn't going to heal unless yeah. you address the underlying problem.
0: Oh, that's so good. You got to address the underlying problem. And, you know, I feel like um, us being in the plant based wellness space, that is essentially why we are promoting the plant-based, you know, like let's get to the root of the problem. (laughs) And I know we are both big believers in, um, how a plant-based wellness, wellness diet and approach to your lifestyle can change. And if that's just one small part that someone starts to take to, um, be that, you know, get their physical wellness in line by eating more plants and by doing that. And then that can kind of trickle down to, to the rest of them. I I know for myself, like, you know, I've always been aware, you know, of environment and all of that. But I think actually going plant based really started to open my eyes more to that. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, like a lot of these environmental decisions are being made behind closed doors. And but we can still, Do our part, you know, environmentally wise, of taking care of our animals better or, you know, um, recycling, you know, doing just little things that help. Yes, I I
1: love the podcast that you had, by the way. Um, Oh, goodness, the lady's name escapes me. When she, uh, the lady who was talking about how she utilizes every single part of the vegetable. And all of the scraps, and she was giving a ton of valuable ideas of what you can do um so you don't waste I mean I think that that was an excellent example of um just being a good steward to the earth, just not being wasteful i I, I really enjoyed that by the way, ton of great tips. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I know. I was like taking so many notes. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I thought I was pretty good about like and you know people can say like, oh well she does that because, you know, she maybe doesn't live in the city. But no, she did that in college, some of those things. And then she was living directly in a metro area and doing it and has just now finally moved to a bigger space.
1: But yes. I was um, in my kitchen thinking like, about how I could rearrange a dish after I saw that um after I heard that podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's so many good things. And so that can be helpful. That can even be, you know, and I think, like I said, like, I think, you know, we think like, it's gotta be some big gesture, you know, like if I'm gonna be more spiritual, I'm gonna, you know, read the Bible from front to back in 30 days or something. And it's like, wait, hold up. Let's get realistic, people. Yeah, (laughs) Maybe that's another part of the wellness dimension, realistic. Yeah, so
1: I mean, the reality is, I mean, we at well at this point um, uh, most people of of i would say a certain age can appreciate that real change does not occur in a microwave it, it takes one foot in front of another it's slow and um and that's the kind of change that's often sustaining
0: mm,
1: i love that oh
0: that that's so good what you said it change is not a microwave situation mm-hmm,
1: no <laughs> Not sustainable change, anyhow.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. So essentially, like, change our habits slowly, change, start changing our habits, and we change our life, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And intentional habits and just starting to unpack what those habits that we need to start changing um, is so important. And, I love that you spoke about let's start at that that triad let's start at that emotional spiritual physical and that's you know let's start there and then let's let's branch that out so let's not think that it's going to be a microwave situation here it's going to be it's going to be slowly but that's okay because i think um you mentioned that word sustainable i i really think like a slower change is a little more sustainable you yeah. know like it gives people kind of like okay i got this one kind of imbalance. let me move on to the next one rather than like let me throw you know all caution to the wind and yeah some people you know can do things overnight but I think for the most of us well, the most it's,
1: part, you know, if it's sustainable it's, it's probably going to take um, some time to yeah. to unpack and and to repack and and to do it and to do it well yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so even if it's just, you know, like you said, like we're
0: both in the kind of plant-based wellness coaching space and let's just start with one and let's see, you know, how that starts to trickle down into other areas. And I think you'd be amazed that, you know, it really does.
1: Yeah, I I, I must say I I was kind of amazed myself and how, (laughs) you know, to to be completely honest, how it really just, you know, I really went plant-based full, full steam ahead. I was able to have more energy to exercise. You know, I was able to have more time as a result to have a morning routine. And it it really just works. It really, like I said, they're interdependent and um, they domino off of each other. And it really is um, something that works itself out.
0: Mm,
1: Yeah, I love
0: that. Oh, this has been such a great conversation just about. You know, just being kind to ourselves, being intentionally aware, you know, checking in with our mindset, checking in with our emotions, um, all of that, and how that can just trickle down and even, you know, just to be advocates for ourselves, for our family, for our children and encourage them. You know, if something's not right, keep digging into it, you know, mm-hmm. keep figuring it out and go with your intuition. And uh, that's going to be so eye opening.
1: Yeah. I think this is, of course, even especially important for women because we are often the caretakers of the family. Yeah. We're the ones who take care of the children, often the ones who prepare the meals for the family more often than not. Um often case oftentimes when you have an elderly relative it's usually the woman of the family who is going to take care of the older family members so when we are taking care of ourselves we are also taking care of we're also shown, we're also being a model for our children in terms of how they can take care of themselves because they're watching us
0: oh that's so true So true. I can still remember my kids when they were little and I first went plant-based and they would have, you know, they were pretty young at the time, you know, this Mm -hmm. has been, you know, like four years ago. And I remember them just, well, when, you know, my little, my daughter, she was, gosh, she would have been like only like, gosh, five. Um, she said to my son, I just overheard it. Well, when I'm my mom, I'll be vegan.
1: Oh, that's
0: cute. I know. And so it's like, you know, you're right. They're listening. They're watching. They are. They're picking up on these cues, not only what you're eating, but also how you're acting. Yeah. And um, I know when I have spoken out of turn or raised my voice a little or got a little mad, and then I, I've seen my son act like that, you know, maybe a month later. And I'm like, whoa, Sarah, check it, you know, like mm-hmm. he may think he's a cool preteen, and has, you know, in charge, but like, he's still picking up on these signals from me. And if I act a certain way, he's going to think it, he, it can be okay to act that way too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Wow. Oh, this has been such a great conversation about just changing our habits, changing our lives. Oh, Sabrina, I've loved it so much. If someone wants to connect with you and learn more about plant-based wellness, about your coaching services, about how they can bring wellness more holistically into their
1: lives. Where can they connect with you? Well the best place right now to connect with me is on Instagram. So my Instagram is plant underscore lit. Oh, I love that. Plants <laughs> lit because we both know that
0: eating more plants will make you on a fire to get stuff done in the world. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that, Hansel. Well, we're going to link all of that in the show notes so listeners can head there and get that. And just thank you so much for being on today.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure. Definitely enjoyed this conversation and hoping we are encouraging more people to go plant based. Yes, for sure. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. I love how Sabrine mentioned that these seven dimensions of wellness are all interdependent of each other, not independent of each other. I really resonated with that. I also really loved how she mentioned this isn't a microwave situation. We just can't zap wellness into being at the touch of a button. It takes consistent work. But when we put in that consistent work, this is what leads to a sustainable life. So we start with one area. Maybe it's starting a gratitude mindset in the morning or maybe it's just eating more plants at lunch or at dinner. We commit to one area and we start to notice how that changes us. And then our other areas of wellness will come into balance. It's not going to be perfect every time, but it's consistent work. And yes, it's sometimes it's hard at the end of the day, but it's so worth it. To get the show notes for this episode and learn how you can connect with Sabrine, head over to our sponsored blog, badtothebowl.com forward slash 26. Again, that is badtothebowl.com forward slash 26. Find all the links and resources that we mentioned in this episode. While on the blog, go ahead and grab our free copy of our cookbook, five plant-based family dinners and start with one meatless or plant-forward meal a week.